So this is my review of where I'm coming from, from Stevie Wonder. It released in 1971, and this album really um, was almost the launching pad for uh, the 70s successes of music of my mind, Talking Bud and Inner Visions. But this was before that era, and it signalled uh, the ever-increasing desire for Stevie to have more control over the uh, content that he was going to release. Prior to this, Barry Gordy had kept a strict rein on what was, uh, as he viewed, uh, necessary to uh, make the company thrive and to provide what he pursued, perceived was what um, the public wanted, uh, which kept the strict uh, rein on Stevie's more uh, ambitious uh, aspects of his uh, artistic development. But where I'm coming from certainly enabled uh, the rein to be loosened somewhat. And, uh, uh, and the influence of Sarita Wright is quite considerable uh, uh, in this uh, album. And she was involved uh, quite a lot in, in the writing of the material. And she was, at that time, uh, Stevie's wife. Um, it was the, the last album produced under the first contract with Motown Records. Um, but um, it certainly signalled, as I say, uh, an expansive sound that was uh, to prove uh, so successful down the years. This album enabled uh, Stevie to take complete control of the production of the recordings. Motown still retained control over what uh, content was to be released, uh, but this um, was because Stevie had reached the ripe old age of 21, and in an early contract there was a clause which allowed him to void uh, when he became a legal adult. Uh, the, the the aspect of the contract. A new contract was necessary and Wondy was holding out at that point. And this enabled him to uh, have a lot more impact on more radical uh, sounds than previously. For example, uh, his uh, lyrical content had uh, a much more a political uh, feel to it. The song, for example, uh, I I want want to talk to you uh, was a, a reflection of the the debate that was raging about black and white talking together, and he also um, on the uh, music side continued to develop the use of the clavinet substantially on this record before it became a very dominant in instrument in the, the next recording. So there we have it. Where I'm coming from, I think a very significant album in the musical career and development of one Stevie Wonder, no longer Little Stevie. And this is my review. Track 2, Do Yourself a Failure, Funky It Is. 
It's a preview of Superwoman, which came on the next album, Music of My Mind. It's an extravaganza of energy, lofty lyrics. It has keyboards straight from Chicago, albeit sparingly, and the cacophony of voices mixed with a keyboard montage is something out of this world. It's keyboard dominated, uh, but it's uh, got a touch. Uh, to it. Uh, lyrically, I think Steve's saying we all need to take a, a, a good hard look at ourselves uh, and become uh, self-aware and try and kick out our self-centeredness and that selfish accent, actions will soon be our, our maker. And this uh, is where we have an opportunity to radically change. Track 3, Think of Me as Your Soldier. The strings serenade this ballad that eases into your sensations. It's a beautiful song with characteristic flutes and other gentle horns mixed with orchestral strings. Pure wonder, wonderment. And then the bass takes over the solo duties uh, and then add in some clavinet. Lyrically, about love, of course, and how a man, one should be uh, uh, aware protective and look after the loved one and uh, be there to share the pain. Track 4, Something Out of the Blue, continues the melodic feel to the album, a clavinet again prominent with violins and violas enriching the happiness of the sound. It's got a French feel about it as well as the, I think there's a harpsichord uh, uh, in there somewhere. Um, it really does uh, uh, epitomise uh, learning about the use of strings. Stevie is really expanding his abilities. Lyrically, it's a song where love is, is for a special one, and that inspires some hope. Track 5, then, If You Really Love Me. There's a nice horn intro. Uh, this was a hit single, although I don't remember it. Um, and it's, uh, it's pops up with some exuberance, uh, which is somewhat hypnotising. Some great trumpet and the, a change of pace at the bridge, um, uh, inspiring some clapping-inspired horn. Stevie's centre stage, uh, preaching a heart full of joy, of course, and lyrically a song about playing with feelings, not being straight about how you feel. So to track six then, I want to talk to you. It's over five minutes this one. It starts off with a gentle piano accompanying Stevie's solo vocal before the slinky funky blues-like rhythm seeps into the air. There's some wacky vocals in the chorus area which add a little bit of humour to this tongue-in-cheek delivery. And lyrically, I think it's him and Stevie making a point about each and every one of us having some value. Track 7, Take Up A Course In Happiness. There's some really nice horns on this track that add to the rhythm and blues beat. And the strings are bound. And this has the likes of those uh, soul pop hits that Stevie was familiar with uh, two or three years earlier. And uh, he certainly knows how to put a good arrangement together, albeit an old one. <coughs> it's still a winning sound. Lyrically, it's a, just a means to overcome life's struggles. 
track eight, Never Dreamed You'd Leave in Summer, is a wonderful melancholic ballad with the piano, the horns fluttering in the back of the mix with the strings, which deliver that classy feeling of heartbreak. And there's a bit of hope joined in as well. Um, has there ever been a better passionate singer of soul? That's what I ask myself. And uh, it's uh, lyrically about being let down, uh, having a promise broken to one. Finale then, uh, Sunshine in Their Eyes, a second soul ballad to close. It's a little more strident than the previous track, uh, but it still uh, uh, has a lot to be uh, uh, pleasant about. There's some younger voices that join in with the chorus. Yes, it's about children and the hope that they uh, inspire. It's seven minutes of awesome vocal delivery, mixing it up with the, a little bit of dance ballad rhythm to enhance the combination of the sound. Reminds me of uh, a little bit of the l later work that uh, Stevie did with Sarita Wright, who was his wife at the time. And uh, certainly uh, the, the beats are full of joy and happiness uh, and the, they certainly uh, uh, make this album uh, look like it's a stepping stone to the, the giant that followed Music of My Mind. It's basically lyrically an inspiration uh, from uh, the children's freshness to life and something that we should hang on to. So in summary, um, I think there are lots of pointers on this album to uh, where Stevie was heading. Um, the songs certainly have a, uh, a feel about them that uh, is certainly leading us in that direction. Uh, no particular hits on the album, which was significant, um, and also uh, uh, suggested that Stevie was going to do what he wanted to do rather than provide the content that uh, Motown wanted to continue the barrage of hits that they'd experienced in the 60s. It's a very, very important piece of music in his career, so I suggest you go and listen to it.